Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a let's experiment show about finding new hump for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me this week is Jaden. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Fantastic. For those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Uh, yeah, um, I've been playing Marvel since about Venom-ish release time. Um, I have been playing a lot of a diff- different uh, miniatures games uh, before then. Um, and I've been playing miniatures games since about 2009-ish. That kind of gives you a background of me. Mm-hmm. Very, very fair. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have traveled in from a lot of different games to play Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, super fun to see your Marvel superhero kids as you were. As you were growing up, your Marvel characters play on the table. It's really fun. Yeah. I, 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 I'm I, pretty sure I've told this story before, but I picked it up on a whim. Uh, I'm not, I wasn't super into miniatures game, but I picked it up on a whim because my sister said she might play it with me. Because um, she's super into Marvel stuff, and I'm always looking for board games to drag her into. There you go. Yeah, it appeals to a lot, a wide audience for uh-huh. sure. And I just had so much fun. I dove in, and now I have a podcast and run events for it. <laughs> <laughs> you went real deep. I I am helping out at LVO. Uh, this episode is being recorded before LVO, but will come out after LVO. So hello, all the people I met at LVO. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Fantastic. Now I must ask you the hardest question of the night. What character not in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? Nightcrawler, hands down. Ah, that is a fairly common pick. It's good. Maybe maybe AMG will listen to all the people that want Nightcrawler really bad. <laughs> uh-huh. I... I would not be surprised if he's in development and he's just a character that is taking a lot of tweaking to fulfill the fantasy. Uh, that's probably true because you really got to hit that right. I think there's a lot of Nightcrawler fans out there. Mm-hmm. I There's a lot of X-Men that people love. My God. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Give me my pirate captain. A pirate captain? Yes, Man. uh... In the most recent version of the comics, Kitty Pride has become a pirate captain. Oh, crazy. <laughs> and she is glorious. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. And I'm, I'm very excited for Emma Frost, and I'm a little annoyed at Psylocke. Why would you be annoyed? Her pose and stuff looks sweet. Uh, Because her alter ego name is a, like, Pile and a half of can of worms. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, I guess you... I'm not that deep in the, the lore of the comics to know. So, uh, lore-wise, Betsy Braddock is actually the spirit of a white woman tra- uh, trapped and superseding the actual mind of the body that Asian body that she is in. Oh, Marvel, you go down weird rabbit holes. <laughs> yes. 
Um, they have separated Betsy and Psylocke into two different characters to, like, absolve this issue in recent years, and I was hoping they would do that in the game. Ah, gotcha. Um, but yeah. So, I'm, I'm a little annoyed at what, uh, uh, at that part of it, but I'm also not surprised by it. I'm just disappointed. Well, I'm super excited that she's not hyper-sexualized in her pose, which is a great thing, in my opinion. Uh-huh. AMG has done a really good job with their, with not sexualizing basically any of their characters. I agree. Like, even characters that are classically sexual, they have toned it down. Yep. Absolutely, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... So yeah, but now there, there's there's some exciting stuff on the horizon. I am probably going to dive super deep into the Hellfire Club affiliation as it comes out, because my God, does that sound like my affiliation? <laughs> Ooh, Azazel. Uh, speaking of Nightcrawler, is a Hellfire Club. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a little closer, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Who? who that's knows kind if, of a stretch. Who knows if he's coming out? Um. But no, I just, we we know we're getting a Hellfire Club affiliation. I'm just like, ooh, baby, let's go. Yeah. So yeah, um, who did you bring for us to talk about today? We are talking about Wasp today. Yes. So Wasp is going to be our very first character that we have done for a third time on the podcast. So just a little bit of ground rules uh, for how we're going to treat this. Uh, we're only going to worry about the previous time that we have done Wasp. Um, just because by the time we are getting to number three, uh, it has been, at least in Wasp Kate, 102 episodes, nearly two years since we have talked about Wasp. Because she was one of, actually over two years, because I missed a couple weeks in there. But no, she was episode three. And this is going to be coming, and... Uh, so that was January 2021 we covered her. So it's been two Crazy. years since the first time we covered her. So uh, the game has changed so much on a fundamental level. Even if we go for the same affiliation, the list is going to look completely different. So we're really only going to worry about when we... Uh, just because we're going to get a couple third-timers coming here soon. Uh, we're only going to worry about the previous time we did that. Uh, for locking out affiliations. Uh, so in that case, we will not be putting Wasp in her natural homes of A-Force and Avengers or Web Warriors where we put her last time. Groovy. Easy day. Yep. So are there any affiliations that jump out to you as places you want to talk about? Um, I've played her specifically in Criminal Syndicate um, for a while. And I played her recently, most recently, in uh, Cabal, under Red Skull specifically. Yeah, both of those are interesting places. What what version of Criminal Syndicate did you play her in? Uh, I played her with Kingpin, Kingpin specifically. I was abusing her, her mobility uh, to take over Back Gamma, but Back Gamma isn't... Uh, Gamma's a lot slower now, and throwing a wasp into the enemy team feels less good. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was really good when it was 3vp. That was 
That was really good. I could throw Ant-Man and Wasp on the back point. They got to put four characters there. That felt real good. And and so one of the like characteristic things that we can pull from Wasp is that she is mobile to the extreme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is maybe one of the most mobile characters in the game. Uh, I would probably argue that. Mm-hmm. So if if you and I think mobility is more important now than it has ever been. Yep, I would also agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the fact that she cannot hold objective tokens means she's a very secure, focused character. Um, I think that's a common misconception, but uh, I think that's like the general consensus. But I don't know if that's a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. Um, in my games that I've played her, because uh, sometimes I'll just like. Someone will attack me, I'll drop my token, and then I'll just kill whoever attacked me to get that token off of me. Mm-hmm. Um, because she is so hypermobile, even if they move away, like she usually has the mobility to get back at them. Mm-hmm. For so. sure. I can definitely see that. Um, also, she is one of the very few characters that has a builder that does not give power for damage dealt. Yeah, which I think is uh, kind of glossed over because, I mean, it exists on her, Ma. Is there anybody else? There are spenders that do not give power equal to damage dealt, like uh, Hulkbuster. Oh, yes. Yep. But, so Hulkbuster, Ma. I mean, those are six threat, five threat characters. Uh huh. And she has it at three. Yeah, on her builder. Mm hmm. So that is that is a very good thing if you want to play a power control game. Absolutely. Um, which, as I said before, I think there is an X-Men power control team waiting to happen between e- either an X-Men or a Midnight Suns power control team waiting to happen between the likes of Voodoo, Rogue, uh, and, and the stuff like that. It is... There's a lot of place to... Play and annoy your opponent's power generation. Yeah, for sure. Like, way back in the day when, like, Guardians of the Galaxy first got released, like, my buddy was playing Stunless and Loki and was just trying to bleed people power. But there wasn't enough characters um, to really make it work. But now that we have way more characters, like, I definitely see that. Yeah. Um, And then you mentioned Red Skull... uh... Cabal, what's going mm-hmm. on there? Um, so Wasp is um, a really good character for getting to a midline and still getting an attack. Um, so she can get to the midline if she just makes a medium move in her big form and does a range three. She can hit anyone that's sitting on the midline. Um, and if she deals a damage, she gets a power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she can change forms and change forms again. She's on the point. Or she can change forms, long move, hit anybody on the center point. Mm-hmm. Um, both ways, she's hitting somebody and getting to a center line objective, which Red Skull, in my mind, he wants to be hitting people as much as can he can to be getting that extra power gen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she just really was good at abusing um, 
people that came to the center yeah. to get that extra power rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just does a ton with power. Like, a ton. In the same frame, because um, this is a list I have talked about a couple times, is there is a Shadowlands Daredevil list of just characters who can attack and then get to the midline on turn one. Mm-hmm. And she would fit in there. And uh, I think that's a really interesting list because, as you said, she can do so much with power. Oh, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, so suddenly having... And she's still... And, like, giving her evil on her attacks is not bad. Mm-hmm. And like we we talked about earlier, right? Like, she's not a really good extract carrier. I don't think she's awful at it, as bad as people say. But, like, if someone attacks her and you drop a token, a lot of people's instinct is, oh, well, look, I get a free token. Well, now Shadowlands Daredevil leadership kicks in. Mm-hmm. And now she's just swinging back harder on that person that just, quote-unquote, stole her objective. Yes. Um, so. There is also some tech with uh, change size. Uh, with pin particle control, the reactive uh, change. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the fact that you can use, because uh, it's an objective drop, you can use mission objective on it. Absolutely. Uh, which is very funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and if you have a good turn one setup... Uh, where you have it, it's a lot of power, so I don't think you can do it to one. But if you have a good turn two set up, you can get uh, that objective token to someone way back in the field so much with, with much more safety than people expect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even if you don't have mission objective, like just double moving and then changing size so someone else can go pick it up. Yeah. Like they aren't going to want to exhaust resources to get way far back so it doesn't really matter where they put it within range two because mm-hmm. your characters are probably closer yeah for sure um are there any other places that jump out to you uh i think a force uh even though we talked about it is really good well, um, but so, we won't dive into that yeah reminder we are not yeah yep. yeah because she is already affiliated there and we're looking for new homes yep yep um I think there's there's place for her in Brotherhood, mm-hmm. um, specifically because of her tactics card, but also because of her um, her throw on her big side. Yep. Uh, which are both really good, but mainly her tactics card because her tactics card only costs, I believe, two. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, yeah, and that can help you really easily get that power train rolling Mm -hmm. um because it's really far away yeah it is too i just looked it up so like she can do exactly what we're saying where like you get up and you attack a midline potentially get another power and now she picks a character within range three of her and then they pick a piece of terrain size three within range three of that character and throw it medium. Mm-hmm. Like you can really get that powertrain rolling pretty well. And it's a, and she's a three threat, which uh, under Magneto specifically, right? Like that's, that's what you want is those cheaper splash characters. So, yeah. Um, so the, the very first time we did it, 
over two years ago, we did put her into Mystique Affiliation. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, you can do some very funny things in there. Uh, most specifically, and this works also in any place you splash Mystique, um, because of Shapeshifter, you can play Pim Particles on Mystique's turn and they cannot place it. Well, that's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, for a somewhat similar reason, I think she is not a terrible Hydra pick. Ooh, sell me on this. Um, when she's holding objective tokens, she gets extra power, which she does so much with power anyway. And she is a character that, because she has two innate throws, you can play her in a way where you're not attacking with her. Just taking the extra power gen off of Hydra and have her be your sleeper agent. And then have those throws not be reactable. Mm, I dig it. I dig Because it, it goes away as soon as you make an attack, right? An attack that does not daze or KO. Oh, man. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. So you can play her on Ds where you can get the back objective with her, keep her safe. And then turn two, she has three power to walk up throw uh without uh deal without uh without them being able to do brace or anything across uh with that and then she still also has pin particles that she can use so right mm-hmm. that that could potentially be very scary yeah for sure um uh, I, th- I think there's something to be said about uh guardians as well but yeah i think Guardians just love any cheap, efficient character, and I think she's a cheap, fairly efficient character. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, defense rerolls on defense rerolls are mm-hmm. always money. Uh, you can use it defensively as well. Yep. Just to keep her alive. Um, in that like defense uh, mindset, I also think she's a not terrible pick for Winter God. Okay, sell me on this one now. Uh, Winter Guard's idea is radical survival, so they want their splash characters to have inherent defensive tech. Okay. And I think, like, full rerolls, plus you have shock, and when you need it, the disruption field. Oh, yep. That is a lot of survivability on an exceptionally mobile character that can go to the spot you need them to be. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think, uh, Winter Guard is exceptionally mobile. They are more mobile than you expect. That, that's fair. I mean, Tannivon's got the place. Darkstar's got a place. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess the, a little bit more, but... Yeah. Uh, Bear got the charge. Uh, they have Winter's Rush, which people don't expect. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they are much more mobile than you expect, but they aren't, like, the most mobile in the game. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think Convocation needs a, a pseudo shout out just because of the weirdness interaction of their uh, leadership that lets you place. Yeah. And Wasp is really good at taking chip damage. Mm-hmm. So if you get to place off the attack when they target you and then get to place again, like you can get really far either forward or backwards. Yeah, for sure. Um. Also, um, we kind of brought it up. Uh, I kind of brought it up earlier, but I think she's a not terrible X-Men. 
Um, just giving her defensive rerolls plus, uh, plus, um, cover. cover. Yes, yep. that was the word I was looking for, cover. <laughs> yep. Uh, my brain kept saying stealth, and I'm like, no, that's the wrong word. She already has that. <laughs> uh, giving her cover when they're outside of two, uh, allows her to be on her uh, big side more often and play her, play the extract game more. Mm-hmm. So that that's a potential. I'm not sure if it's like the best shout out. Yeah, I I feel kind of the similar way with like Black Order and Spider Foes because they kind of want to. They're like their lists are really tight, mm-hmm. but I think she can do work with there. Like a Thanos giving her extra dice on her her builder on her small side, like a seven die attack where they don't gain power is is pretty gnarly. The problem is it's just hitting her out. Nine die attack uh, on her flip side too. Yeah. Yeah. Like it it can get pretty, pretty gnarly pretty quick. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Both those affiliations, I think kind of like help boost her damage a little bit more, but I I still think their characters are kind of tight. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to bring. Um, I also want to bring up a weird one. Uh, okay. Just because she does not benefit from the leadership, but she does help out a little bit. Uh, which is Weapon X. Okay. Sell me on this one, because I'm not a kind of percent convinced. Uh, Weapon X is an affiliation that has enough punch in its affiliated slots. It does not need uh-huh. extra punch in its non-affiliated slot. It needs scenario characters and scenario characters that will be pests but eventually die. Because they do eventually want to refund those uh, memory tokens that they're using. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think she is a character that is willing to go in deep and can be a pest on scenario uh, but won't like survive forever and not refund the memory tokens. Sure. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't think it's the bestest of homes, but I don't hate it as well. Yeah. Um, it's, I think an important thing about this part of the podcast is that even if the place we choose isn't, the, uh, isn't something that the listener is interested in, we've given them so many options to look at. <sighs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so we've talked about a lot of places. Is there any place that jumped out to you as the place you want to build? Uh, I'm really digging the idea of Shadowlands Daredevil. Uh, yeah. That's just something that I really uh, had looked at before. Fantastic. Let's go for it. Cool. Um, so in this attack, so of course we get Shadowlands Daredevil in this. Mm-hmm. The next character I get in the attack, the midline list, uh, is actually Craven the Hunter. Oh, okay, yep. Um, he gives you he gives all of us extra dice, which we love. Mm-hmm. Which is uh a lot of power on moving that five dice up to a six dice alone is uh without giving them uh, rewolves back is scary. Yeah, yeah, I definitely can see that. Um, 
And then uh, he also has the ability to walk, spear thrust, and get onto the point. Mm-hmm. I think there's some there's some fun interactions with Corner of the Beast too, yeah. and Wasp specifically because Wasp is really good at like hitting someone and getting away from them. And if they want to like punch her back or punch someone back, like they're just going to be punished for moving. Yeah, for sure. Um. So yeah, what other uh, Shadowlands Daredevil characters jump out to you? Because I I have some hot takes about this list. Um. Uh, are we looking? In Criminal Syndicate specifically, or some other splashes? Just starting out, let's get our affiliated slots filled. Okay. Um, I don't have a whole lot of reps with Shadowlands, to be completely honest with you. Um, but I th- think the few games that I've played, uh, Hood was kind of in there. Yeah. There's, um, there's definitely the rapid-fire build of Shadowlands Daredevil where you want to just do a bunch of attacks. Right. And Hood definitely fits that vibe. Yeah, for sure. But not definitely one of those characters that gets to the, the midline like we were mm-hmm. specifically looking at, I guess. But I still think he's a solid choice. Um, yeah. Because I don't know if, if this list wants everyone there or just enough people to be on every point. Sure. Because, um, like, when you start putting everyone on center line, suddenly you make it so, like, area attacks are so much more formidable. Or beam attacks are so much more formidable. Yeah, that's fair. So I can definitely see him being in the list. Well, I am and always have been a huge fan of Taskmaster. I think he's severely underplayed. Um, I would personally put him in my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Shadowlands Daredevil, like his shield throw has a ricochet, um, so you can get like a a pseudo rapid fire with his shield throw, and you don't have to be on the midline. Mm-hmm. He's just a really tanky character that's hard to remove. So I personally would take Taskmaster, mm-hmm. but I don't know everybody would. Yeah, no, and this is, we are making your version of this list. Oh, groovy. Well, then it's Taskmaster for sure. (laughs) I want to bring up a new option that has the potential to get onto the midline, but is not always confirmed. Uh Uh-huh. Which is Rhino. Okay. Um, Because he can single walk, be within range three, and then... Oh, no, he does always get onto the midline because he places within one of the target characters, so he he can always get onto the midline. Unless he just... Ace is that character, right? Oh no, they they would still get there. Uh, he would still place because it's before right. damage itself. But also, even right. if he didn't, you would st- have made enough power to uh, stampede forward. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So I think he's actually a really solid pull for this style of list. Dig it! I dig it! I can stand behind it. Mm-hmm. Plus, his tactics cards are insane, in my opinion. Yes. Um. I am just a fan of Electra, and she does technically fit the theme. I know a lot of people are a lot less enamored with her than me. Mm. What makes you like Electra out of curiosity? Because I definitely don't like her. <laughs> I think range three, five dice, pure bleed, uh, and a potential extra attack. 
on a zero cost uh, attack on a four threat is a lot. Okay. Yep. Um, and I just she's done me good. Uh, I think she is very much a dice dependent character, but she likes me. Okay, that's that's fair. I I can stand by that statement. I don't um, know. I, she's not an everyone pick, I don't think, but she's a me pick. Yeah. And also, I just have a lot of affection for weird characters. I think I think this podcast is a testament to that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't I don't hate the the Electra choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I can stand by that. Plus, I need to get more games with her, anyways. Maybe I'm just wrong. <laughs> because she can move forward, attack with a five dice pierce attack. That also gets a reroll because we're doing midline objectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, that most likely is going to deal at least one damage so she can get the power to assassin step onto the midline objective. Yep. Yep. A- and if you've early in the round killed off your ninjas with uh, Ninja Vanish, uh, you can format it where... Uh, uh, where you do the assassin step and then summon your ninjas so the ninjas still get their attack in on the character. Okay. Alright. Yeah, okay, I, I'll, I agree. I, I'll take her. <laughs> yeah. So, the main place I've played her is actually Winter Guard. Um, because her plus the uh, Crimson Dynamo defensive matrix thing where he rerolls two of the attacker's dice uh, when you have martial powers. It's mm. very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she gets the power rebate because she dealt a damage with martial prowess. Because when you deal damage with a attack or superpower. Ah, yep. That's cheeky. Yeah. Um... But I, I, well, think... I think. Go ahead. I think we definitely need a bullseye because I think we need a two, and yeah. it's criminal to not take a two uh, if it's affiliated specifically. Not always. There are some affiliations where I don't take the two, even though they are affiliated. Okay. Uh, specifically, convocation. All right. Yeah, I can stand by that. I don't. You always... have fives. Well, it's, I don't always take Wong, and because they have no set leader, their core is so variable. Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. So, we are at seven characters. Are there any out-of-affiliation characters that jump out to you? Mm, Punisher? Punisher. Ooh, yeah. That is a solid shout. It's another uh, another character that can get to the center line, mm-hmm. um, similar to like Rhino. You move up, shoot him with a hip fire, uh, gains you power. You get the rapid fire, gains get you another power. Yep. And then he can walk onto the point. Yeah, that is a good call. Yep. Actually, I hadn't thought about that one. Um, plus, I think it really. In these new crises, I think there's a lot of times where you're gonna score very similarly to your opponent. Mm -hmm. Like, the scores are going to be pretty equal, um, and you're going to score them pretty quick, uh, has been my experiences with it. And so, like, anything that can kind of break that point parity, 
things like usurp or teragenesis or, or things that can kind of break that uh, give you kind of a leg up. And I think his tactics card is something that can do that. Yes. Blood red and personal. Especially in a very killy roster that you are, you are running. Um, I think it's definitely something that he could use to great effect. Another character that I think can get on that midline point turn one and I think is uh, is a bit of a bully at times. Uh, Steve Rogers Captain America, aka Bully Cap. Okay, yeah. Bully Cap, huh? <laughs> well, he can walk up, do a range 3, 5 dice uh, with a reroll and potentially a flurry. Mm-hmm. And then on your left onto the point. Okay. Um, I don't really know this character. I'm like looking into him because I think I've played against him like once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is yeah. not well loved, but I think he's surprisingly good in Criminal Syndicate. I think he does work. And that Spender is so good. I love all the names on his cards of all his abilities and his attacks. They're so cool. <laughs> Uh, and that spender you get to do way more often than you expect in Criminal Syndicate because you're already getting the rerolls to try and find his triggers where you mm. don't need I've knocked out tyrants over 200 times as often. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I dig that. dig that a lot. So we are down to one character left. Is there someone else who jumps out to you? Ooh, jumps out at me. Um... I mean, I usually played Ant-Man and Wasp together. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ant-Man's another can reach the midline and punch somebody. Yeah, and he's six dice punch, so that is mm-hmm. very good. And it gives you another character that can potentially use the tactics card mm-hmm. if you use both Wasp and him together. Mm-hmm. And Super Mobile can... Uh, Track down those those hard to those extract runners that are running away uh, pretty trivially. Mm-hmm. So and he's also a character with a beam. Mm-hmm. Which is not a bad thing. So yeah, I'm a hundred percent down to get Ant Man into this list. Groovy. Now uh, we're playing the attack the midline list, so I think we need some midline objectives. I agree with this. So I think we do intrusions and Maya Fisk. Yep. And then I'm not sure about our third one because we no longer have a third strictly midline objective. Yeah, the third one might be kind of tricky because uh, it's like meteors is pseudo midline, but two energy defense on wasp is uh, not super good for that. We also have Hood, who only has two. We we have yeah. Daredevil, who's a three. We don't really have any exceptional energy defense people. Right. But centerline doesn't have to be uh, horizontal, so we could look at some of the E's as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think they might still be good on Gamma. A fighty Gamma team? I think most Gamma games are, are going to be fighty now. It just doesn't score quite as fast as it used to. Yeah, but, like, the ability to go into the back line and pick off targets now mm-hmm. for them, I think, might be a Gamma team. 
Yeah, yeah, I I dig it. Um, now extracts are the more interesting ones. There's one that immediately jumps out to me as something this team loves. Okay. Which is hammers. Yep. I think everybody likes hammers. <laughs> well, and we have the ninjas to pick up hammers and pass it off to someone without taxing their power economy so they can still go for a midline attack, move on to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, especially putting a hammer on someone like Punisher early in the game. Going yep. to do a lot of damage. Yep. Um, I'm not sure about the rest of them. Do you have anything that jumps out to you? Uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of in the in the past crisis world, you wanted to take those like five wide, like the spider infected and cubes. Uh, do you think that's still the case with uh, Shadowlands? Or well, I think we go up one extract and go up to six wide extract. Yeah, you want to go out straight to to the senators? Yeah, they are very good on senators because they do the. Mm-hmm. We actually have a lot of uh, reposition that is not a move mm-hmm. in this team. And that's going to be very good for us on Senators, while our opponent may not have that. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're a solid Senator team. Yep, yep. I can uh, I can stand by this. Hey, can I rewind for a second? Yeah. I just want to want to make a weird uh, thought about... Uh, Specifically, uh, sword base. Mm-hmm. Uh, our team is super hyper mobile. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of characters that are super hyper mobile and st- can still attack, so we can abuse the four senators. Uh, the four uh, sword bases. Or four sword bases. Yeah. yeah. Um, really well. Uh, I mean, Punisher can attack and still move. Craven can still attack and move. Wasp can still attack and move. Shadowlands can like we can get to different points. Rhino just flies all over the place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we could get to whatever point we want and still be uh, getting our extra dice for our attacks. I, doing I so. think we do sword base over gamma then. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think fifteen. I think we. We are fine playing at 15. Well, let's look. Because we are 100% bringing Wasp. Uh, so... Oh, there are some annoying lists in here, that's for sure. Because uh, Shadowlands, Daredevil, Wasp, Rhino, Electra is the first one that jumps out to me. And I'm like, ooh, that does not seem fun. Yeah, that seems that seems really good. Yeah, just uh-huh. the amount of consistent mobility and consistent power gen on that team. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but you can also go a little bit wider if need be with like a Shadowlands, Daredevil, Wasp, Hood, Bullseye, Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. Then you have two super hyper mobile characters in Ant Man Wasp going wherever the heck they want and hitting super hard. Yeah. I don't... I like that. Yeah. And if it's ever not at 15, oh, we are singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can just get more toys to jump around. <laughs> yep. Um, And then I do think we want one of the fives. I think Hammers is just too good for how it stacks with our reroll effects. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we want one of the fives, and I'm going to make a pitch for cubes. Uh, for our opponent taking extra damage. And because we don't huh? mind the extra power. Yep. Like, we are a team that does a lot when flush with power. Mm-hmm. So I think cubes is a good call for us. Yeah. Um, so thoughts here yeah. uh, on on paranoia. We talked about how Ant-Man and Wasp, well, Wasp specifically, uh, isn't really a good extract carrier mm-hmm. and drops it whenever they change form. Well, if you drop it and they want to pick it up and there's nobody else within range two, they're going to take a damage, which is further punishing them. So... I see that. My instinct with paranoia is that our team, our team is more likely to have not have the people within two than our opponent's team, just because we are playing so aggressive. Sure. Um, that I think we'll end up taking more damage from it than without any benefit than our okay. opponent. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um. Now, tactic cards. We are hundred percent bringing pin particles. Yep. Um. Now, criminal syndicate cards. Uh, I think there is one that we a hundred percent take. Which you is tell me that one. All according to plan. Okay. Yep. I'll take it. Mine a hundred percent include is cruelty, just because I love that card. Very fair. And that one can be played by anyone. Sure can, mm-hmm. including Wasp, which uh, gets interesting with her. Yes. Um, I don't think we take any of the other ones. Uh, yeah, probably not. I think we take Blood Red and Personal for Punisher. Yep. Um. Is there any other character-specific cards? Yes, the characters? Uh, this is a robbery. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That definitely is needed. That card is very good. <laughs> it is super good. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for uh, restricted cards, mm-hmm. uh, I think Follow Me. Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna generate a good amount of power on our characters. Yeah, and Craven specifically can get so much power on him that you can all according to plan, and then follow me that turn, mm-hmm. and just do so much damage. Yeah, yeah, a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Like specifically, like Wasp can just like randomly spike, uh, and then it just has like a bunch of power. As well, mm-hmm. um, which is fun. Yeah. Um, so we have that. What is our other restricted card? Um, I don't know if Brace is super necessary, but when you have Rhino, it maybe is. Mm-hmm. 
it's never a bad so, thing to take, but we're starting to see, I'm starting to see less lists that have a lot of throws in them, mostly because I am seeing the, like, rapid-fire-style criminal syndicate in there and stuff. Sure, yep. Um, yeah, I, d I don't hate it as a pick. Mm -hmm. I think that second restricted slot is something you could tailor to your meta. If you're facing a lot of tall boys, you can uh, make sure to use Disarm on your All According to Plan turn. And that mm -hmm. that could be powerful. It, you could um, you could use uh, Indomitable if you want to just stay stationary. Yep. Um, if you think you have the health for it, uh, and we definitely have the power gen. Patch up is a not terrible call. So it's like there are options. Yep. Here. Um, we talked about one uh, unrestri uh, unrestricted uh, generic card, and that's mission objective. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, if you're playing wasp. I think. I mean, I think you should play it anyways. But specifically with wasp, I think it's got some fun synergies. I. <laughs> My personal view of it is it's less of a requirement now than it was before the crisis changes. Yeah, the, a lot of, like, can only carry one kind of hurt it. Yeah. So, I definitely see that. Um, are there any other cards that jump out to you? Uh, what's your thought on, on Escort? I think Escort is a very good card. Um... We don't have the turn one safety place for it, but I don't mm -hmm. think we need it as much. Sure. Just because we are a go-in team. We won't mm -hmm. have that person back there anyway. Okay. So I, I can definitely see it for the later game. Sure. Um, what about sacrifice? We have some pretty tanky people on our team and spreading damage around when they want to just go ham into somebody. Yeah, um, so Sacrifice would be another one of our restricted slots. Um, yeah. I think some of our tankiness is the... Like... So we never want to use it on Ant-Man or Wasp. Right. Because of the reroll. Yeah. But I think we could put it on other people. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. that... Let, let's do that as our restrict, second restricted. Sure. Yeah, I can. I can stand by this. Mm -hmm. That still leaves us with one spot left. Oh man, pressure's on. Uh, I think fallback uh, is mm -hmm. really good uh, and has some fun synergies with Wasp. Obviously, um, just lets you get a little bit further. You get targeted, change form, go a little bit further back. Mm -hmm. uh, their Wasp is really good at taking plink damage. Yeah. Um, and just not. Dying to like the first attack, so now you're you're even further uh, back potentially. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to remind people that red room training exists, and I think it's become more powerful as time has gone on. Sell me on this. Uh, it is. Uh, I think stealth just has become a more powerful superpower, and. Well, I don't know if this list is the one we want it because we already have a lot of stealth inherit in it. I still want to bring it up for characters like uh, Punisher, who can play it, take two shots, uh, take take a bunch of shots with his thing, and then walk away, 
and mm-hmm. get out of stealth range. Those characters mm-hmm. that can do a lot of attacks and then disengage with an objective can definitely benefit from the additional stealth that this per, uh, gives to add, just add a layer of safety to them. Sure, sure. Um, as I said, I don't know if it's this list just because we already have so many stealth characters, but I wanted to bring it up. Okay. Um, well, let me bring up another weird one for you. Let me bring up Trip Up in a world where, like, I would argue that Malachis still exists, uh, uh-huh. Hulk still exists. Oh, yeah. Um, having access to a more guaranteed stagger uh, because of our rerolls, we probably going to get that damage through. I mean, it's not super guaranteed, but uh, and it, our mobility really helps make the positioning requirements of it yeah. less awkward. I love Trip Up. I think it's actually a really underplayed card, and with a small tweak, could become one of the best cards in the game. Yeah, I think it's, it's really good when it works, and it's really frustrating when it doesn't. Yeah, if it was a reactive card to after you deal damage, uh, I yes. think it would be the best card in the game. One of the best cards in the game. Yes, I I would agree with that. So actually, MG, don't change it. I don't want this to be one of the best cards. In the game. <laughs> yeah, then you're just gonna end up banning it. So <laughs> exactly. So I'm 100 percent down to play trip up. Mm-hmm. And that's a full roster. Oh, I like it. So, for those of you at home, uh, our final roster is Wasp, Shadowlands Daredevil, Hood, Taskmaster, Rhino, Electra, Bullseye, Punisher, Steve Rogers, Captain America, and Ant-Man. Uh, for tactic cards, we have Pin Particles, All According to Plan, Cruelty, Blood Red and Personal, This is the Robbery, Follow Me, Mission Objective, Escort to Safety, Sacrifice, and Trip Up. For Secures, we have Intrusions Open Across City as Heels Collapse. Mayor Fisk vows to find missing witnesses and sword base established on blue, Moon's Blue Area. Uh, and then extracts Fear Grips World as worthy terrorized cities. Uh, mutant extremists to target U.S. Senators and struggle for the cube continues. I like it. So yeah, that's a very exciting list. Um, and I think it could do some really interesting stuff. If people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Uh, I'm on uh, several several discords uh, for Marvel. Um, I think my name is Ironbeard uh, on most of them, uh, and you can reach out. Uh, feel free to DM me or at me or whatever, um, and I will gladly talk Wasp because she is one of my, my my pet favorites, and I will chat about her ad nauseum. And if you wanted to reach out to me, I am Lexa White on all the MCP discords, Jujift on the non-MCP discords. If you want to support the show and get a bunch of bonus content, support me at patreon.com slash Lexa White. For just $2 a month, you get access to the Morlocks Discord, where not only do you get to hang out and hear some of the jank I am brewing, not all of it, but some of it, uh, you also get to see all of my custom creations as I'm working on a versus Capcom expansion for this game. Uh... On top of that, you get my monthly check-ins on just the stuff I have been watching, as well as my quarterly playlist. Then for $5 a month, you get uh, my Marvel Crisis Protocol Centered podcast, uh, bonus podcast, The Dark Old, where you get to hear all of my tech that I have been brewing, um, and reports of how it's been doing 
um, as well as any guest episodes. Recently, I should have put out a episode about Shin Ultraman with the uh, tokusatsu master himself, Frank. Um, as well as coming up soon-ish, there should be a bonus episode on Nope with a special guest that I'm going to leave uh, quiet until it, the recording is firm in the cards because I'm recording this episode well ahead of when this episode is coming out. Um, but yeah, and you also get all of my year-end lists, which was super, super fun. I got to hang out with Richmond from Richmond Gaming for a couple of them, and we got to talk movies and TV, so check those out. Um, so yeah. And so yeah, and if you want to see me play something completely different, come join me most Saturday mornings at twitch.tv slash games to see us designing and occasionally playing Arkham Horror the Card Game. And if you want to email the show, you can do so at morlocksmcp at gmail.com. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was super fun. And... Keep experimenting, people.